Welcome to the Degenerate Dylan Podcast, where Dylan has you covered with everything from spreads to futures to prop bets. Follow him every weekday as we pick daily best bets using stats, analytics, and a little bit of luck. Now, here's your host, Degenerate Dylan himself, Dylan Nelson. Hey, everybody, welcome back into another episode of Degenerate Dylan Podcast. We have Ty Richardson of ESPN Arkansas with us. How you doing, Ty? Dylan, appreciate you having me, man. I'm excited to talk a little college basketball today. Absolutely. Well, we're going to dive straight in to this Saturday's college basketball. We have a huge Big 12 matchup in the way of OU and West Virginia. West Virginia is coming off a big win and an upset of Chris Beard's Texas Tech team Tuesday. Who do you see winning this game and why? Well, let's start out with, you mentioned Chris Beard, the ejection that transpired earlier this week. I mean, he got every bit of that, didn't he, Dylan? I mean, it, I, like the, the sitting on the floor, the fist bumping, Bob Huggins, and just all the antics that went into him getting tossed was phenomenal, right? I agree. I agree. It's always nice to see a Bobby Huggins team playing some good defense, you know? Yeah, West Virginia, Press Virginia, uh, they've always been really fun to watch. Dylan, I, I would say that even coming off that win, I'm a my roommate is an Oklahoma Sooner guy. He's His father went there, and, I mean, they've had some big-time wins this year. You think about the Texas win that they had earlier this year. When I have watched them, they've looked good. And I know Austin Reeves was out for a brief period of time. Uh, they didn't have him when they played Alabama, and – he made a, he made the statement earlier this week that he thinks Reeves is one of the better players in the Big 12, and I, I like to mess with him a little bit. And I was like, hey, he's not. But, I mean, Reeves is one of the better players. And you think about Long Kruger as a, a whole as a basketball coach, consistency. And I know with them going to the Final Four with Buddy Heald a few years back, I picked him to win the national championship that year. They came up very short against Villanova. I think Oklahoma – takes this one now you it's kind of weird college basketball we don't have the lines at this point in time which I wish I know college football puts them out either Sunday or Monday depending on the game sometimes Saturday night depending on how quick it rolls around Vegas or overseas but I wish they had it quicker for us Dylan you know to get the the college basketball lines to us faster so we could be more as you call degenerates when it comes to gambling absolutely and and it is uh for all the listeners that are listening right now it's it's 2.45 in the afternoon on Friday, so unfortunately we do not have the lines uh, as this uh, as the show is going on. I'm going to guess that uh, West Virginia might be favored in this game at home, not by much, maybe a point, two points. Uh, if that is the line, Ty, who do you see mm-hmm. covering that line? I think Oklahoma is going to win that game, so I'm, I'm going to go Oklahoma in covering. I You paid more, a lot more attention to lines than I do. I Man, Dylan, my sophomore year of college, I was gambling every single week and looking at lines more consistently and stuff. To be honest, man, I, I still love to talk about lines and I still love to talk about gambling and betting. I just I, I, I bet occasionally straight up with someone, but I, man, to be honest, I don't I don't have a bookie. I don't bet through a website. It's just been so long since I've done that. But with sports gambling growing, I know it's not legally online in Arkansas per se yet and I'm trying to I know there's certain other restrictions but it's going to be very very fun when like legally gamble gambling just became legally in Tennessee like sports gambling and I'm curious to see when the fan duels 
the DraftKings and all these big time gambling websites get a hold of Arkansas, what ends up actually happening in these upcoming years. I don't know what the timeline on that is, but it's going to be very interesting when it does happen. Well, a quick update for the listeners too, and that are in the state of Arkansas. Uh, sports wagering itself is legal in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. The Racing Commission owns the rights to the sports uh, wagering in the in the state of Arkansas. So you can wager in Oaklawn at the casino, but that is the only location as of right now. Hopefully, we can get that moved on, uh, you know, at a later date, and, and we can actually start gambling legally here in the state of Arkansas. I don't know about you, but when you gambled, what's what site did you use? Bovada. That's Bovada back in the day. That was and it's a little difficult to receive your money and how it got about. I don't know. It's kind of it's just a weird situation, Dylan. So I I have stayed away for that from quite some time. I want to say that was that sophomore year would have put me in what 2014, 2015. So it's been about five or six years since I was betting consistently and i've i've had the casino run or two where i've lost eight hundred dollars so i just there's certain again i love to talk about this side of sports but i'm not necessarily just going head first when it comes to this type of action man yeah nowadays they've got uh they've got like uh you can uh withdraw into a bitcoin wallet and then you can trade that via cash so it's a lot it's gotten a lot easier besides getting checks you know, in the mail, and you know, you have to wait ten days or whatever. But uh, yeah, to get to get back into the game, um, the OU West Virginia game, you picked OU to win straight up, so that would be a money line bet. You're going for the profit. Uh, I'm going to take West Virginia to cover whatever spread comes out, one or two points. Uh, I like West Virginia at this game at home, playing the Bobby Huggins defense. Hey, listen, that is a that's a I would hesitate to call it safe bet, but. West Virginia's got a really good basketball team. The the best West Virginia team that I got a chance to watch had to be in that 2010 Deshaun Butler team that fell to Duke in the Final Four that year. But typically, I mean, you think about Javon Carter. I, I felt like he was in Morgantown for 10 years. Like they, Bob Huggins has just had that guy or two here and there that has been just a sturdy, steady ball player for them. Javon Carter stands out. I mentioned Deshaun Butler. There's there's a guy that I can't think of his name. I'm looking at his face, but I cannot think of his name for the life of me. But Barrett, there's nothing wrong with taking Press Virginia in this one. And I, I will say this, Dylan, my cousin went to West Virginia for a little bit, and she told me she has never seen drinking like in Morgantown prior to football game. So at some point in time, I want to make my way to those mountains and watch a football game out there. Sounds like a true degenerate uh, college right there. Exactly, man. It's the Degenerate Dylan Show, so it fits right into the wheelhouse. <laughs> Let's not forget about Gabe Osaboyan there in, in West Virginia, the ex-Razorback, too, being the, the uh, say, utility man there for Bobby Huggins. It was so odd to see him immediately cleared, right? I just remember, like, it popped up, and he and he gets eligible. He transfers. I, when, I, when I first saw his transfer to West Virginia, I was like, okay, same kind of style with Mike Anderson that he was implored at Arkansas. What's this going to look like? Is he going to play? And you mentioned him kind of being an all-around guy. He's still – he's. I don't know if he's ever going to reach what, what could be his ceiling. I don't know how high that ceiling is, but sometimes you just have to have a guy that can fill up the stat sheet, not necessarily just with points but with other categories. And I think Gabe's 
found it. It seems he seems to enjoy it there. I mean, I'm you you or I have not talked to him personally about that, but when you have a, a Razorback that it doesn't work out for, you'd like to see him have success in another place. And I think I think Gabe's run in Morgantown, I think you can say it's been a success. It's not been doing like way over the top or he hadn't transferred him to an all American or anything, but I would call that a success. Well, and I, you know, to be honest with you, my ceiling wasn't uh, wasn't extremely high watching Gabe play under Mike Anderson, but yeah. uh, you know, he he does something for West Virginia that West Virginia obviously needed, uh, filling in that uh, utility man slot. So good for him, and and I hope everything works out for for him and his future. Uh, moving on to the next game, Rick Bar- Rick Barnes and crew visit Ma- uh, Baton Rouge and the LSU Tigers in a matchup that could have the SEC tournament seeding repercussions. LSU has been underwhelming to say the least after starting the season 10 and 2. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, however, has won four of its last five, including beating a good Kansas team by 19 in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. Does LSU get back on track or does Tennessee improve its seed and ranking on Saturday? Did you watch the Texas Tech LSU game where I want to say LSU was up by 10 with a little over a minute to go or something like that? And then Inexplicably, Texas Tech goes on a, I want to say, 12-0 run, and LSU loses the ball game. Whether it was turning the ball over, I know Cameron Thomas got it slapped out of his hands by Mac McClun. LSU is as talented as it gets on offense. You think about Darius Days, Trent Wofford, Cam Thomas, who's one of the better freshmen, not just in the SEC, but college basketball, Javante Smart. Those four dudes alone, Dylan, they can stack up with any four in college basketball, if you ask me. But the Achilles heel of this basketball team all season long has been defense. And while they can hang with anyone scoring, in order to be an elite college basketball team, you can't just skirt by on the defensive end. All that being said, after I just said all that, I'm taking the LSU Tigers because I'm almost willing them to win. You're tied right now, Arkansas with LSU and Tennessee. Missouri's right behind you at, what is that, 6-4? and four. Arkansas 7-4 tied with Tennessee and LSU. If LSU beats Tennessee and you somehow, someway find a way to beat the Missouri Tigers, that puts you all at a tie. LSU's got the tiebreaker at this point because they would have the win, but you still get to play the Tigers near the end of the season. That's why I'm going with LSU. Not because because everything you just listed about Tennessee playing as well as they have been, that's all fine and dandy, and those are just – irrefutable facts that I can't really combat. But I'm, this pick is from the heart, which you know how that heart picks Killian gambling. So if I actually put some money on this, Dylan, it would not go well. There's a reason that I don't ever bet on my teams. Uh, me and my wife go to – Never. Uh, me me and my wife go to Vegas uh, at the end of every year. At least we have the last four years. And every time I can get a chance to bet on my team in Vegas, I do it and I lose. The last game – that we actually played Missouri, I was in Vegas. And I, oh, wow. put, I put $300 on the Razorbacks to win that game. And we absolutely, I mean, you know, everybody knows what happened in that game. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take uh, Tennessee to win this game. And I think Tennessee wins it with ease. I don't, I don't see LSU getting back on the track. And I know for us Razorback fans, that's, that's a little that's, that sucks because we want to take over that number two seed and get that automatic buy in the in the SEC tournament. But uh, I definitely see Tennessee beating LSU in this game pretty handedly. Well, listen again, 
kind of like the last game we picked, I can't really just combat you with all these hard facts. I will say LSU did get a pretty pretty good win against Mississippi State by 14. It was either Wednesday night or Tuesday night, I'm forgetting. But I I hope I'm right because that would help Arkansas in the standings moving forward. But they also have a very tough game tomorrow against Missouri Tigers at 3 o'clock. Yeah, and we'll move over to that game right now. And obviously, we don't have the line for the Tennessee game or we'd go over that. Uh, but I will get the lines out for everybody that's listening. I will get the lines out on our Facebook page uh, at Degenerate Dylan Podcast tomorrow for all you guys on the games that me and Ty are covering. Uh, but yeah, we will shift over to Arkansas visiting Columbia and the Missouri Tigers in what hopes to be a revenge matchup for Arkansas. Arkansas is a different team than Missouri saw back in early January. Missouri's coming off a really bad loss to Ole Miss in Wednesday, on Wednesday. Can the Hogs pull off an upset here and improve their potential seeding in March? We talked about this relatively extensively on the morning rush, and there's a lot of factors that are going to play into this game tomorrow that went in Missouri's favor this past time they played. That's the worst game Arkansas played at home this season. It's the only game they've lost. Jeremiah Tillman went for 25-11. and 11. Pinson had, I believe, 23 in that basketball game. A lot of those point productions because Justin Smith wasn't on the floor. That was one. That was either the first game he was injured or the second game, and the team looked like a shell of itself without him. Now, it didn't help that you played Missouri, LSU, Alabama. Oh, was he back for Bama? I think he was back yeah, for Bama. Yeah, he was back for Bama. He was like- first game. Like 20 minutes. Yeah, first game back, but he, he still wasn't himself. Who's in Tennessee without him? But they actually held their own against the Vols. I think his presence is a massive big deal in this basketball game. You look at some other areas. The five-game winning streak this team's on. Longest winning streak since 2017 in the Southeastern Conference. And I say five-game winning streak, five-game conference winning streak, which is the longest right now currently in the SEC. That can continue, Dylan, but this is it's the show me state, right? Missouri's the show me state. Show me something, Arkansas basketball. Show me that these wins that you've strung together, which have been against mediocre basketball teams for the most part and lackluster, aren't just a fluke. Show that these wins actually mean something. Go to Columbia tomorrow and get the win. We did our fence man Friday picks this morning, Dylan, and I went with Arkansas. Now we like you mentioned, we don't have the line. What would you say if you had to guess Missouri's going to be fair, but like four? Like what's the what do you with the this, is that a good guess? Yeah, I would say within the the three to six margin. I mean, yeah. the, Vegas has still since uh, COVID has been out there. Vegas is still giving people their uh, their three to four points at home. Uh, so I would I would suspect uh, that just at a neutral court that Missouri would be favored by a point or two. So I'm going to say. I'm going to say Missouri's probably favored by five or six opening this afternoon. Give me the points then, because I don't know. I picked Arkansas today, but I would be a lot more confident about getting the points. And I don't know if I can definitively say, Dylan, that they're going to win outright, but I think I'm a lot more confident if Arkansas is getting kind of that back end of your prediction, that five to six point range, because this is going to be a close basketball game, I think. Missouri might win it. But it's going to come down to the waning moments if and if Arkansas can stay with it. Now, I know you probably watched the Alabama-Missouri game this past Saturday. Mizzou's up the entire game. 
All of a sudden, Alabama comes roaring back. Herb Jones has a chance to either tie or win it, and I, and he missed that layup, and Missouri held on, but they almost blew that game. And I, I can't imagine how ticked off Conzo Martin and company would be. One thing that scares me, Dylan, if you're Arkansas, the last time you played Missouri, they came off a 20-point loss to Tennessee, and they came in determined and just smacked you. Now they're coming off a 21-point loss to the Ole Miss Rebels on the road. Ole Miss is not that good of a basketball team. Offensively, they haven't been able to score all season. How motivated is this Missouri Tigers team going to be? I'd say it's pretty high. Yeah, and you just talked about Ole Miss not being a very good offensive team, but yet shot almost 60% the other night against Mm -hmm. Missouri, which is odd because Missouri is such a good defensive team uh, that it, it was weird to me that, and I watched, I didn't watch the whole game. Um, I'm, I'm an, uh, an early bedtimer, so I didn't get to watch the whole game. Uh, but I did watch the replay and it seemed like Ole Miss just had one of those nights where you just make everything and anything. And that's what they did. And I really like, I think, is it Devontae Shuler? Is, I know his last name is Shuler. He, he could jump out of the gym, man. He's just got a really good looking shot. And I got a chance to, watch Kermit Davis while he was coaching at Middle Tennessee State. I should probably pay more attention to Ole Miss now considering they're in the SEC. But I I, I liked him. And the team with – let's see, it was the team that beat Michigan State. And I'm, I'm looking at this guy's face right now, and I cannot think of his name. Uh, it's not Ralph something. But those Middle Tennessee State teams were fun to watch. I'm wondering, though, Dylan, if that can ever translate – to the pavilion on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday nights in Oxford, Mississippi. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I mean, when was the last time that Ole Miss was good at, like, really good at basketball? Can you remember? Really good. And even though what the Marshall Henderson team did, that team go to the round of 32, maybe Sweet 16. I want to say they beat Wisconsin, if I remember that right. But I mean, really, really, even with that team going to the round of uh, 32 or uh, Sweet 16, were they that good? No, no. You're you're spot on with your assessment of Ole Miss basketball. And that's listen, that's the great thing about being an Arkansas Razorback fan when you have a Ole Miss friend that likes to jab you about this and that. Because even when their football program was winning those games against Alabama, so lost to you back to back years, even when their baseball team was as good as it was two years ago. And they came into bomb Walker stadium. You smashed them game three Ole Miss football, basketball, baseball. I want to say they only had one college world series minutes appearance since like 1976. Their football program has never won the sec West, never been to, never won an sec championship, which is just fan. Even with Archie Manning, how do you not win an sec West title with Archie Manning? And the basketball, I can't even give you a stat on their basketball program, Dylan, because that's how irrelevant it is. It is any, and you probably have an Ole Miss fan or two from Fayetteville High. It is just fun to stick it in the crawl, those SOBs, because <laughs> they're cocky. They're cocky for no reason, none. It makes no sense, and yet they just have this arrogance about them that oozes from every part of that fan base, from Vaught Hemingway to the Pavilion to it's their baseball stadium, Swayze Field to the Grove. It's and it's just there's no reason for them to be that entitled based on their sports programs track records. And especially, I don't know if you've been to Oxford before. Have you been to Oxford? I have, but I will say, Dylan, I didn't experience like I should have 
That was my junior year prior to turning 21. I was working that weekend for the Arkansas Traveler, and I did not go out because I did not have an ID. And that will, the next time I go, hopefully this season, knock on wood, I'm experiencing Oxford the right way. And that means at the library, that means chicken on stick, that means the whole nine yards, man. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've been to Oxford. I've I've done the whole nine yards. It, it was it was a good experience. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I it, I believe the game that we had uh, it was the Chad Morris game. Whenever uh, Cam Curl took it, you know, 70, 60 yards. Me and my wife went to that game. Okay, uh, boy, it was hotter than hell. It was hot. I I don't know if I'll be back to Mississippi after that after that experience. Yeah. Stuck together, but uh, let's. What's let's, the phrase us Arkansans always use? Thank God for Mississippi. God for Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get off the Mississippi hate train real quick. And uh, uh, you, you never told me. Oh, you said uh, you you take an Arkansas tomorrow. Arkansas correct? on the points. The, the points is the key part of that. I don't know if I have the the gall or the guts to pick them straight up. I just I, I I'm too hesitant because Missouri is a good basketball team. Okay. Well, I'll take. I'm going to take Missouri and the money line and try to profit like you did the OU West Virginia game. I think Arkansas wins this game by five or six points. I think Justin Smith is that X factor that you were missing the first time around, and I just don't think Arkansas shoots the ball as as just terribly as they mm-hmm. did uh, the first game uh, against Missouri. Yeah, and to your point about shooting, Dylan, one of the things that they've kind of backed off on is three-point attempts. They were 7-28 and 28 in that game, if memory serves me correct. They're not going to shoot 28 threes tomorrow in Columbia. They're going to get to the rack. They're going to try and get the big man in Missouri in foul trouble. You're going to see a lot more aggression out of this team. It is amazing to me. I know they got out-rebounded. Points in the paint, Bo, they, out, they outscored Kentucky points in the paint. And I know that Kentucky was on fire from three, 308th in the country heading in that game. All of a sudden, they're – the Golden State Warriors, it made no sense. But I think Arkansas is going to be very aggressive, and that's going to lead to a lot of second-chance points and points in the paint tomorrow. And I, I love that about Arkansas, too, that that the, they really haven't had that game this year where you could say that they just went off and had this amazing shooting performance. They've just been consistent all year. Uh, other than the games that they – you know, the few games here and there that they've started out – uh, a little slow, or they just had a really bad game in that little small stretch of the season. They've just been consistently good since getting uh, Justin Smith fully healthy and, and Jalen Williams and Devontae Davis playing good again. Uh, so I'm I'm excited as an Arkansas fan, as a homer, to watch this game tomorrow. I think Arkansas wins it. I think they win it comfortably in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, but we'll move on from that. If I could, before I get you, before I let you go, uh, let me get your favorites and your sleepers for March Madness this year, starting with your favorites. I was thinking about this this week when you when you sent the rundown, and this is going to sound really lame, but every time I've watched Baylor play basketball this year, they have just been so balanced. My dad's an alum there. He's watched every single game. I, and I haven't watched a lot, but even when they went up against the likes of Texas Tech or Texas, they who has some talented players, think about Mac McClung, Greg Brown, for Texas, there are just so many talented players 
in the Big 12 Conference. And I'm seeing this Baylor team just continuously produce on both offense and defense so many weapons in Scott Drew's arsenal. I would go there for favorite. Um, did you want the sleeper two or just favorites at first? Sleeper. You can give okay. me your this. Let me let me give you two. And I don't know because they're a blue blood football. Does Ohio State count as a sleeper in basketball? They're pretty highly ranked, right? I, I couldn't tell you exactly where they are. Can you say sure. that? At the, they're 18 to one. So we can call that a sleeper. Okay. That would be one. I guess just for fun, mid-major, St. Louis, Travis Ford, just to toss that out. I, I mean, I don't, to me, this is the year we were discussing before I came on. This is the year that someone come out comes out of nowhere and does it, right? Like When you think college basketball, you don't think of the Baylor Bears. Gonzaga has kind of earned that reputation the last couple of years. You think about Zach Collins in the NBA, uh, Jalen Suggs, who could potentially be the number one draft pick this year. They've moved. They're not a blue blood yet, but they're basically on the fringe. This is a year where you could see just someone who either consistently power five, it's power six in basketball, is middle tier to, to upper tier, but not in that blue blood echelon yet, which kind of, Dylan, you were talking about, you kind of like. Because a lot of times we go into the year and there's, what, eight teams that are going to win the national championship. This is the widest it's been open-wise. I, I mean, I can't factor in a year, but let's go back to 2011 when Butler and UConn played. And that would have been – Butler was a five seed in 2010. I want to say they were like an eight seed that year, and UConn was a five, if I remember that right. So you had like a five versus eight going – this could be a similar year where we just have two teams. There might not be a one or a two in the national championship, maybe not even three, which is almost un it's unfathomable to think about. But that's I mean, that's what college basketball and college sports has really been as a whole to the well, I say that Tom Brady gets a seventh Super Bowl. That's whole true. But college basketball this year has been anything but predictable. And that leads me to believe the NCAA tournament could be the exact same way. Boy, and I tell you, if it is, uh, if it is what you're saying, it is as far as March Madness is concerned. It's going to be such a fun one to watch. Oh yeah, it's going to be. Uh, let's let's touch on Mike Anderson for a second at St. John's, two hundred to one to win the NCAA tournament. You got Villanova, a dollar? You got a dollar for that one? Uh, I I could I could throw a dollar his way. Villanova win. I think they were number three uh, the other night, which was pretty cool. At one point, not. I have you probably have an up to date record on that. They had won five or six straight. Have they lost? They broken that streak? No, six straight. Okay, so keep it going, Mike. Mike Anderson was great to me when I was in Fayetteville, Dylan. He's he's the classiest, one of the classiest coaches I've ever met. Just incredible to the Arkansas media in his time here. There's not a single Arkansas media member that would just go lambast him or rip him for something he said or did because there's not any of that like background so I have nothing no ill will I hope nothing but success towards Coach A I hope him and Marshita keep on killing it up there in New York and I initially I was like man St. John's that is a long way from from home and sure enough year two it's it's looking good and it's actually funny don't I play with uh, his nephew basketball pickup most weeks, and uh, I, I didn't know that Christian was his or 
Mike was Christian's uncle, and then it got brought up the other day. We just we had a laugh about that. Yeah, and I I personal story for me and Mike Anderson. I I actually grew up right next door to Mike when he was an assistant for for Nolan. Uh, I used to play basketball in my front yard with Yvonne, his okay. daughter. And uh, yeah, she used to kick, she used to kick my tail all over the freaking front yard. Uh, but yeah, I, I've I've been a huge Mike. He made me a ball boy once, actually. Uh, so that, I mean, that, that speaks to you know the kind of guy that Mike is. So I, I I'm gonna take right now just because the conversation me and you have had. I'm gonna take five dollars. I'm gonna put it on St. John's two hundred one. Do it. We'll what happens? I love it. That's and what you just told the story and the late Yvonne. It, it it's such a it, it's just a it, it's another example in a sense that he's just that, that that's just that to me is just cool I I, I don't I, there's so many there's so many stories I've heard I I I really did enjoy it and because I was first started out in media then and you know how coaches can be intimidating and stuff like Bielma was a DB like he just was he had this cocky arrogance about him. He had earned it Wisconsin. Sure as heck didn't earn it in Arkansas. Mike was never that way. And I and I enjoyed the interactions that I had with him and other media members would say the exact same thing. Speaking of cocky coaches um, that act out of turn to the media, what did you think of uh, Krzyzewski's words for that uh, student intern? That's intimidating, right? And I want to say that it was that kid's first game he was covering. I, I haven't read that story in a minute. He ended up calling to apologize. I think, listen, our generation, you're two years older than me, is coddled. The one coming up behind us is coddled. Personally, after listening to that, he might have been a little harsh. But to me, it wasn't as grotesque and over the top as some people were making it, right? And – I just he's he's an irritable 77 70 whatever he is I don't know how he's 70 something years old coach that has his ways that's at a point in his career that he can pretty much say whatever he wants and get away with it apparently what he said to that young kid was over the top and I say kid the kid's in college did you did you take it Dylan as as harshly as so many others did I didn't think it, it went great but to me it was overblown a little bit I'm I'm not one of those people's that that uh, I'm not the participation trophy kind of guy. I, I'm the yeah. other way. I, you're either hey Ricky Bobby baby, you're the first or you're last. You know, what I'm <laughs> but no, I, I didn't uh, I didn't take it uh, in that in that kind of term. I, I thought I thought he was I thought he was a little blunt about it, and maybe a, maybe a tad bit of rude. But uh, I mean, he's an old guy, and and his team that usually is performing at a, at a, a tip top level is not performing that way this season. So, I mean, I'm sure he's just a little frustrated. I'll give you a stat, and it's not mine. I'm forgetting the source, the origin. This past AP poll, the 13 winningest college basketball teams in the history of the sport were all unranked. Think about that. The top 13, the Dukes, the Kansases, the North Carolinas of the world, Syracuse, all these teams you're so used to consistently seeing being at the top, middle tier of the top 25, all unranked, Dylan. That's a, that is that to me just orchestrates what you were discussing earlier, how wild this season has been. 
which is if you're seeing that regular season, how can you pick a favorite heading in to the national championship? Like I, I, I just told you mine was Baylor. I'm like now rethinking what my thoughts should be based on what I'm saying. Like you said, dude, this NCAA tournament is going to be fun. We might have the most upsets betting lines wise and just numbers wise where they're seated that we've ever had. And I, that Friday coming up, I guess we're about a little over a month in about a month and week out. It's going to be a good time, dude. Can't wait. It's going to be good. And especially good when the hogs are in it, you know, it makes the world a difference to, to uh, the people in the state of Arkansas. And when the hogs are in March madness, even if they only win a game, you know, it's still fun going in and watching the selection show. And I, you know, I, I get goosebumps watching the selection show every time we're in it, you know? So that's just me. I'll tell you what, Dylan, go back and watch the 1994 selection show. It's got Jim Nance. It's got Billy Packer. There's one other guy that's in the broadcast. And this is when Arkansas was, I want to say at one seat. I, I should know that. I know, obviously they won the national championship. That was one seed. Okay. And it, it's really cool because they played, I want to say in Tulsa, and then they either played Dallas or Oklahoma City. I'm forgetting. I'm, I need to go back and watch it again. But if you like selection show stuff, you like nostalgia, mm-hmm. you got to go back and watch that one, man. Okay. Will do. Well, we, uh, we certainly appreciate you coming on the show, Ty. Uh, this is Ty Richardson of ESPN Arkansas, ESPN Radio. Uh, Ty, let my listeners know exactly what you got going on, man. Dylan, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate the time. So I'm the host of the Morning Rush alongside Tommy Kraft from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on ESPN Arkansas. So up where Dylan is in Prairie Grove, it'd be ESPN 99.5, and the other uh, station up there is 95.3. Fort Smith River Valley, it's ESPN 95.3 as well. It's also ESPN 96.3 in Hot Springs, Central Arkansas. 97 one in Camden, South Arkansas, and then 1043 in Harrison and Mountain Home. Those are that we're at. We're also on hitthatline.com, our Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And then also been doing a podcast with different Arkansas sports media members called Trusting the Process. Mike Irwin joined me yesterday. We had a hour-long conversation about his life. It's been phenomenal. Mike Irwin, Richard Davenport, John Neighbors, Danny West, Phil Elson. We're going to continuously have on really good guests, and it's been it's been a blast. So that's Dylan. That's kind of me in a nutshell right now when it comes to sports media. Well, I know I'm subscribed to uh, everything that hit that line's got going on. I got to stay up to date on my Razorbacks. Uh, it's 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 a fun source, man. Uh, we've really started to grow the Hit That Line podcast network, and I think it's paid off in dividends. We're the number one sports podcast network in the state of Arkansas. We consistently have the most listens. We have fun. We talk sports. We shoot the you-know-what. It's a good time. And if you hadn't got a chance to listen, just kind of like you're listening to the Degenerate Dylan show right now, give us a shot, and I think you'll enjoy the content. Okay. Well, we appreciate you coming on, Ty. Thank you, brother. Absolutely, Dylan. Appreciate your time, man. Have a good day. That's it for today's episode. Stay tuned for tomorrow's show to see how our picks have done. Take it easy, you degenerates.